0: Straight Life, The Story of Art Pepper by Art and Lori Pepper. This is a true story, a tape-recorded narrative by Art Pepper and those who've known him, which I have transcribed and edited. In order to avoid embarrassing a number of people, some details have been changed and pseudonyms are occasionally used. Attitudes, intentions, and feelings, attributed by Art Pepper to anyone besides himself, should be understood by the reader to be Art's impressions, not fact. And that's signed by me, Lori Pepper. There is also a quote by Ezra Pound from a poem called Exile's Letter. What is the use of talking? And there is no end of talking. There is no end of things in the heart. And so we begin. Chapter 1, Childhood, 1925-1939. to 1939. My grandmother was a strong person. She was a solid German lady, and she never would intentionally have hurt anyone. But she was cold, very cold and unfeeling. She was married at first to my father's father and had two sons. And when he died, she remarried. And the man that she married liked her son Richard and didn't like my father, whose name was Arthur, the same as mine. My father's stepfather beat him and just made life hell for him. Richard was the good guy. He was always the bad guy. When he was about 10 years old, he couldn't stand it anymore. So he left home and went down to San Pedro, down to the docks, and wandered around until somebody happened to see him and asked him if he would like to go out on a ship as a cabin boy. And so he did. That was how he started. He went out on oil tankers and freighters, doing odd jobs, working in the scullery, cleaning up running errands. Because he left home, naturally his schooling was stopped, but he always had a strong desire to learn, so he began studying by himself. He was interested in machinery and mathematics. He studied and kept going to sea, and eventually, all on his own, he became a machinist on board ship. He went all over the world. He became a heavy drinker, Did everything, tried everything. He lived this life until he was 29 years old, never married. And then one day he came into San Pedro on a ship belonging to the Norton Lily line. They'd been out for a long time. He had a lot of money. So he went up to the waterfront to his usual bars, and going into one of them, he saw a young girl. She was 15 years old. Her name was Mildred Barthold. My mother never knew who her parents were. She remembers an uncle and an aunt who lived in San Gabriel. They were Italian. They seemed to love her but kept sending her away to convents. Finally, she couldn't stand the convents anymore, so she ran away, and she ended up in San Pedro and she met my father. She was very pretty at the time with that real Italian beauty, black hair, olive skin. My father had gotten to the point where he was thinking about settling down, getting a job on land and not going to sea anymore. They met, and he bawled her, and he felt this obligation, and I guess he cared for her too, so he married her. So here she was, She had finally gotten out into the world, and all of a sudden she's married to a guy that's been all over, has done all the things she wants to do and is tired of them, and then she finds herself pregnant. She wanted to drink, look pretty, have boyfriends. She was very boisterous, very vociferous. She would get angry and demand things. She wouldn't change, she wouldn't bend. Naturally, she didn't want a baby. She did everything she could possibly do to get rid of it, and my father flipped out. That was why he married her. He wanted a child. She ran into a girl named Betty Ward, who was very wild. Betty had two kids, but she was bawling everybody and drinking, and she told my mother what to do to get rid of the baby. My mother starved herself and took everything anybody had ever heard of that would make you miscarry, but to no avail. I was born. She lost. I was born September 1st, 1925. I had rickets and jaundice because of the things she'd done. For the first two years of my life, the doctors didn't think I would live. But when I reached the age of two, miraculously, I got well. I got super healthy. During this period, we lived in Watts, and my father continued going to sea. He hated my mother for what she had tried to do. She was going out with this Betty. I don't know what they did. They'd drink. I'd be left alone. The only time I was shown any affection was when my mother was just sloppy drunk. I could smell her breath. She would slobber all over me. One time when my father had been at sea for quite a while, he came home and found the house locked and me sitting on the front porch, freezing cold and hungry. She was out somewhere. She didn't know he was coming. He was drunk. He broke the door down and took me inside and cooked me some food. She finally came home, drunk, and he cussed her out. We went to bed. I had a little crib in the corner and my dad wanted to get into bed with me. He didn't want to sleep with her. She kept pulling on him, but he pushed her away and called her names. He started beating her up. He broke her nose. He broke a couple of ribs. Blood poured all over the floor. I remember the next day I was scrubbing up blood, trying to get the blood up for ages. They'd go to a party and take me and put me in a room where I could hear them. Everybody would be drinking, and it always ended up in a fight. I remember one party we went to. They had put me upstairs to sleep until they were ready to leave. It was cloudy out, and by the time we got there, it was night. I looked out the window and became very frightened, and I remember sneaking downstairs because I was afraid to be alone. They were all drinking, and this one guy, Wes, evidently he'd had an argument with his wife. She went into a bathroom that was off the kitchen, and she wouldn't come out. There was a glass door on this bathroom, so he broke it with his fist. He cut his arm, and the thing ended up in a big brawl. My parents always fought. He broke her nose several times. They realized they couldn't have me there. My father's mother was living in Nuevo, near Paris, California, on a little ranch, one of those old farms. They took me out there. I was five, and that was the end of my living with my parents and the beginning of my career with my grandmother. I saw my grandmother, and I saw that there was no warmth, no affection. I was terrified and completely alone, and at that time, I realized that no one wanted me. There was no love, and I wished I could die.